the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. Hello and welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. This is a bonus episode, but not one which I planned to do, which is why I'm publishing it outside of the normal schedule. If you're from the UK, you can't have missed the story of Prime Minister Boris Johnson's special advisor, Dominic Cummings, reinterpreting the lockdown rules in order to drive himself and his family from London to County Durham, a story which has been in the news all week. Most of the UK aren't familiar with County Durham, although they'll know the city itself because of the university, the castle and the cathedral, and I'd guess the same is true for those outside of the UK too. Part of the story has focused on Cummings driving from his parents' home to a place called Barnard Castle, an estimated 30 miles away. Unsurprisingly, this has put Barnard Castle on the map, and spoof TripAdvisor reviews for the town have appeared over the last 48 hours. However, there's more to Barnard Castle than just somewhere to drive to when you want to test if you're safe to drive, and the police have stated that you really shouldn't do this. As the current season of the podcast is all about places in the northeast, I thought I would take the opportunity to talk more about the town and its history. You can find show notes and a transcript for today's episode on my website, goodreadlight.com forward slash podcast, as well as a link to Barnard Castle so you can plan a trip when it's safe to do so again. Alternatively, leave me a comment on whichever platform you're listening to today's show on, or tweet me at goodreadlight. Barnard Castle is managed by the English Heritage, and their website explains that it is named after its founder, Bernard de Balliol, who built it in the 12th century. It was owned by the Beauchamp family before Richard III took it on. The castle, and the picturesque market town that shares its name, is situated in Teesside. In the early days, the area was managed by the Earls of Northumberland, and the estate focused around the village of Gainsford, which you can still visit today. After the Norman Conquest, a French bishop, Bishop Walcher, was installed to rule the area, which, as we've seen in earlier episodes, would not have been a popular move, and he was bumped off in 1080. The Norman overlords retaliated, and William Rufus, who we'll meet next week, split up the Northumbrian earldom in 1095. Guy de Bayol was given the Lordship of Gainford, and his nephew, Bernard, was responsible for the building of the stone castle. Bernard became anglicised to Barnard and the castle and then the town took his name. Bernard passed the castle to his descendants, one of whom had a brief spell as the King of Scots. John Bayol ruled from 1292 to 1296, having been chosen from a group of hopefuls by King Edward I. Unfortunately, Edward undermined John whenever he could and behaved as if Scotland was really part of England. The unfortunate John Bayol was deposed in 1296 and the castle was given to the Bishop of Durham. Four years later, Edward gave it to the Earl of Warwick, who at that time, as far as I can see, didn't have an obvious connection to Northumberland. Now, after this, things get a little bit complicated, so I'll do my best to explain. An ancient Durham family, the Nevilles, supported King Richard II in his battles against the Scots, and were made the Earls of Westmoreland, which is now covered by Cumbria, with Ralph Neville first holding the title in 1397. The title passed down to Ralph's eldest son, but his second son, Richard, married one Alice Montague and so inherited his father-in-law's title, the Earl of Salisbury, after his death. In turn, Richard and Alice's son, also Richard, married Anne Beauchamp, daughter of the Earl of Warwick. Now, the Earl of Warwick's son died before he did, and so Richard Jr. inherited the title. Phew. Richard Jr.'s daughter, Anne Beauchamp, married King Richard III. He wasn't her first husband, but it's too complicated to get into that now. 
She was heir to Richard Jr.'s land, as he had no surviving male heirs, and so Barnet Castle became the property of Richard III. Richard III had no legitimate heirs himself, and so after his death at Bosworth Field in 1485, the castle was left to crumble. What's left of it now is Grade 1 listed, and the nearby chapel is Grade 2 listed. As well as the castle and chapel, Visit Durham, I'll provide a link in the show notes to them, recommends a stop at the town itself, which is where Dominic Cummings stopped to stretch his legs. The town is full of antique shops and independent retailers, specialist food shops and a monthly market, as well as a range of cafes, pubs and restaurants. The octagonal building in the town centre, the Market Cross, is known as the Butter Market and was presented to the town in 1747 by Thomas Brakes. Apparently, if you look closely, and I'm guessing that's not quite as easy as it sounds, you can see two bullet holes in the weather vane. These were made in 1804 when the local gamekeeper had a shooting competition with a volunteer soldier. There's also the Withermart Centre, which is home to the local Andram, the Castle Players, the Bose Museum, a remarkable 19th century museum which I looked at in one of my timepieces history blogs, I'll add a link to that, and Eggleston Hall Gardens, which is four and a half acres of gardens with a stream, 16th century churchyard, winding paths and planted borders. Thank you everybody for listening. Please tune in tomorrow when normal service will resume and let me know what you think of today's episode as well. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.